Right. Now we are recording. Hi. Hi, Dan. How are you doing today? Noah, good to see you, man. <laughs> Dino Dad. Dino Dad. I got a new Dino Dad hat. Yeah? Yeah, I decided I found it. What kind of hat is that? I don't know. It's like a I I it's an Is it in a Fedora? It's Fedora-ish. I got it like years ago in San Francisco and because I'm I'm moving out of my house, I was finding all sorts oh, of yeah. old things. You look classy. Yeah, well thank you. So uh we are doing our first ever podcast here at the Shanghai Room and uh I like this place because uh I don't know, there's a sign there's like Anthony Bourdain, a poster, a picture of him when he visited here. And I feel like I wanna uh, continue something like that in the Seattle scene. But I wanna know about you, Dan. I always ask this, who are you, Dan Berlin? All right, I'm a guy who uh, I play a lot of chess. I played too much last night. I need this coffee right now. I uh, I just kind of hang out. I uh, I watch a lot of sports, and right now my main focus is doing stand up. That's that's what I've been doing for about six or seven months, seriously. And uh, were you I doing really it before t- then? I I tried uh, a few times in late 2019. Uh-huh. And I was so bad that, like, I knew people in the scene from then, and none of them remember me at all. Like, it's it's like I, it's like it didn't happen. So the pandemic hit, oh, and then okay, I just yeah. waited, yeah, and waited, and waited, and, and waited. waited, and I didn't even know when things were open or anything. I had no connection to the scene at all, really, uh, except for this room uh at the rendezvous the mic is called naked brunch yeah and i go there every week it's my favorite open mic and uh i saw that they were open and that's when i kind of trickled back into the comedy scene Uh started doing stand-up um i was kind of afraid actually but people started to push me to do it and now I'm a stand-up comic in Seattle. You're oh, kind of becoming a well-known one, I think. Like, I mean, in the sense that that, I mean, that's how I see it. Is that that you came to? Uh, we can get oh. in. We can get a little closer. Hey, how you? We're, yeah, we're, right. we might ha- end up cheek to cheek. Well, we might we might give one or your special yeah, yeah. dad hug. Yeah, we, we've had a couple of good ones. We've had and, some good hugs. Yeah. I mean, you you allowed me to lean on your shoulder. You like okay. pulled me in. You're like bring it we in. We can do a good one at the end. Yeah, yeah, we can we can we can uh, do that. That will be a a, 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 oh. a pleasant way to end this interview. Yeah. I should end them all with like leaning into hugs with people. Well, <laughs> and maybe not everybody, but well, I'll. I'll ask first. I'll get right. consent. There May I give you a hug, but not any kind of hug. A hug I where I, I, we both feel our pain and the pain gets emerged. Or you don't have any pain. You're just like, this guy needs Yeah, yeah. It was, I, I, I absorbed a little bit of it. I felt it. It was, it was good. Well, I appreciated that because yeah. uh, I, I, I'm working through some things. And, and stand-up's been a, a way to, I mean, process it in a, in a kind of light. I don't know way. how I ever processed anything before this. This has been, uh, like, I have the same problems I always have. It, I just feel like I have a, a thing to look forward to. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I mean, I had jobs. I just none of those really did it but yeah <laughs> well you can pull material from jobs that didn't do it i suppose yeah well I, how long you've lived in seattle and I, I read your little bio but and then and then tell me about where you came from or okay. where you came yeah so i have lived in seattle for over four years now i moved here in 
March 2018. Uh huh. Before that, I lived in Portland for a year. Oh wow! Yeah, so I uh, I moved back home after I graduated from college. Uh, Where's the home again? Home is Evanston, Illinois. It's oh, that's right. A first suburb north of yeah. Chicago. Yeah. You can walk yeah. to and from Chicago yeah. from Evanston. Yes, and, I used to uh, live in Chicago. So yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that's where I, I spent my uh, formal years, as they say, and uh, went to school in Missouri, where I also grew up a little bit. Okay. And uh, came back home. It wasn't, I wasn't having a great time yeah. after college, so I saved up some money. I showed up in Portland with a suitcase and uh, just figured it out from there, and then I got a job in Seattle about a year later, and uh, that's kind of how I got up here, but I always had the idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but like that I would start stand up eventually. Yeah. And it just, the years kept going by and uh, I was focused on other things. Well, that's what happens. It kind of keeps, like, you keep thinking you're going to do it, you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And then something happens where you're like, now I'm going to do it. But have you ever done any, like, stand up comedy in, in any of those places, Chicago or even? No, Missouri? no. No, not even. Uh, I had a friend who. Did, there was a, like one or two places in my college town to, to do open mics and we went to one and I watched my friend do it and it just wasn't a, it wasn't really a scene uh-huh. like it was just a thing like a you know a novel thing to to spend on a Tuesday night or something like once a week in Missouri yeah so that was in Columbia Missouri right. I'm sure there was stand up I just it was just a world that I had no yeah. connection to really it's 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 strange and um that's how i felt here because speaking of you know kind of recognizing that because i thought about it too about when am i going to do stand-up and i didn't really told this thought a lot but it was the water wheel where i first i was sitting there like after they kind of emerged from the pandemic and there was a sign literally sign and i took it as a sign it said stand-up comedy as open mic i should do it but i didn't think that this was the path towards or for anybody a path towards a you know potential career or whatever in Mm -hmm. comedy i just thought it was just a place to kind of go in and tell dad jokes or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. and then people just started showing up once i took it over and i just got overwhelmed with this idea that that people do because it's like people like Derek Sheen who's clearly a very professional mm-hmm. comedian and, and other folks I, I was just like what, what's going on here um, but you you grew up in, you, you grew up in like Evanston for the most part yeah and when growing up there did you ever do performance or anything like that no no I I really wasn't um, like in that crowd at all. I didn't, I actually, and I think this is stupid now. I thought that theater or improv or anything like that was just lame. It was like where the weird kids hung out, <laughs> but I was completely wrong about that. I know now. I mean, there, there were a lot of weird kids, but like the point is, I'm trying to make is that they were learning things. They were, um, fleshing out parts of themselves and yeah. making mistakes and, yeah. and, uh, learning how to socialize with each other. Yeah. And meanwhile, I was just like, in the locker room talking about porn with my my teammates on whatever sports i was doing like it was and uh 
and I regret I regret that I was like close-minded about that kind of thing because I think it would have gotten me in where I needed to be a lot sooner uh, but I, I pretty much rejected or I wrote it off or I thought like I couldn't do it so it's not even worth trying um, and I'm still not like really a theater person at all. I've taken an improv one-on-one class here in Seattle, but that's about as far as that goes. Really, just one? Yeah. You're you're so good at thinking on your feet. Yeah, and I don't I don't know where that uh, originated. Really, it's I've always just been kind of witty. And, well, it's your brain, your brain, yeah, your yeah. brain, your brain, and and the thoughts you wanted to get out. I'm supposing, and uh, even though you're just in the locker room talking about porn. I mean, it was more than that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's all you talked about. I'm reducing to. <laughs> it a little bit. It was all you talked about was yeah, porn. Yeah, that was, that was really it. Just for four years, it was all that was on anyone's mind. Porn uh, and jock straps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't wear a jock strap for most things, but it's a bit cliche. But yeah, that's. I just thought, like, if you weren't doing sports, like, well, there's no point. Like, I might. I guess I'm a competitive person, and maybe that has some correlation, but... Well, you play chess. Yeah. What sports did you play? Okay, I played baseball. Oh. I wasn't very good. I, uh... I, uh... I didn't take it seriously either. Like, you were supposed to go to these workouts all winter, and I didn't. And by the time tryouts came, like, I hadn't played baseball in, like, a year and a half. And I kind of did okay but not that great and i got cut before i even made the freshman team so like they offered me the manager role the the water boy i was pretty much like i (laughs) i got into a couple of games and that was fun but uh uh, yeah i i was pretty much the bench warmer yeah Yeah. and i and i would just you know i would just talk talk shit to these guys uh when they were walking up to the plate or like my own teammates and just stuff like that it just these environments you know heavily male dominated where you just learn to take the piss it's so different because i will we'll move on from the baseball topic because right. talking about baseball is just about as boring as watching baseball all right but i like talking about baseball but have you ever been to like a, a huskies like women's softball game never done any like u-dub sports yeah yeah well I've been to a few of the women's softball games, and then I watched one of the men's baseball games, and there was a very different energy there, which, which I'll, I'll just say briefly, is that, that the women, and, and I've noticed this more in women's sports, is that they really cheer each other on, and they work the crowd. It was, okay. they, they get people into it. And softball games are, at least in the college level, I guess that's the most professional right now, is that, that they're only six innings, so mm. it's easier to Just watch, and they and the field is shorter, so they actually hit more home runs. Right, right, right. And I think it takes a lot more work to pitch a softball that fast. It's an amazing sport. I mean, a lot of a lot of like pros can't really hit a soft. It's just a weird angle, and yeah. the way they I don't even know it's mechanically like a how it works. Almost, you know, that that underhand. It's like thing. it's like you hit your elbow on your hip on the release. It's and weird. They just throw it. They, they just do that. Rip it. All right, so move on to the next thing so you have some goals here we've mm-hmm. talked a little bit about it and well first you're, you want to I know you want to establish a place in the Seattle scene uh-huh. do you think you have uh, I'm not where I want to be in Seattle quite yet 
Um, I'm getting a little bit of traction, which is good. Uh -huh. I'm getting, I'm starting, this is like my first round of bookings that yeah. I've had. Wow. Um, really, so, and there are a couple factors at play there. I think one of them is that um, I don't have a car yet, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I so know that kind of wraps into this, and I noticed people who had started later than me were getting shows, and I'm thinking like, all right, what are the factors at play here? One, these people are going to places like Auburn and, you know, Piala. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. Des Moines, however you say it. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I've only done stand-up in Seattle, yeah. really. So that's one factor is yeah. that they're able to go to these places where people need to fill out shows. Yeah. The other is they're just asking, I think. Well, you asked me about yeah. the water wheel, and that's what I tell people. Just ask me. I mean, I I, I book things out pretty far, and and you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of taken a taken uh, myself back a little bit because I, I I don't. I mean, I like hosting, but I I don't like like lighting people and all that and some of the okay. hosts. Well, because I I get so caught up with watching you folks perform that I I would forget to to light you. And at least the first time I did it, and, and, and Jack Slattery came, and a lot of people showed up, uh, they noticed that some people were getting five minutes. Quinn Fitzgerald was like, uh, like, when when do I stop? But I was like, just <laughs> keep going. And uh, and when Cliff Barnes came up, I, I just couldn't light him, because he was just... Have you seen him before? Well, he's, he's the elder statesman. I mean, you can't... I don't know if you would get off if you did light him. Because yeah. he's he's just in his element yeah. the whole time. But yeah, I've seen him go. No, water wheel. I've noticed sometimes, you know, everyone gets five, but some people go eight, and it's like nobody really notices. Yeah. Like everybody's just kind of hanging out. Yeah, and it's a. I I like that aspect of yeah. it. It's um. I think I'm usually around five to six, and I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. That's, that's fine. I, I, you know, I, I don't mind. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't like them, and everybody's going to do it. But that's why I'm bringing in different hosts. So next week, there, Banji's going to host for the next two weeks. Love Banji. So how did how did you get uh, starting to work with Banji a little bit? He just showed up to Mike, and okay. he was really good. And um, I good. usually so what I like to do. I really like to meet people and introduce myself and display my, you know, not concern, but just like I, I want to help people get to where they want to be, however the best I can. I want to encourage people. Um, I want, you know, I feel as if this local scene is in, in Seattle is, is, is reminiscent of the, the whatever. I mean, it wasn't here during the 90s, but it ha feels like this under, like the, the bars themselves where people start out. Uh -huh. it's, it reminds me of the grunge scene. Okay. And one thing that I want that's different, because, you know, if I look, reflect back of the grunge scene, you have all these artists and, you know, that, that were kind of exploited to some extent, you know. And I, I you know, I... I, I don't want that to happen here. Mm -hmm. I want the comedians to stay healthy and take care of themselves, but I want them to kind of continue to observe the world around. I mean, I, can, I, mean, I enjoy stories. I enjoy smart observation. You know, whether, I mean, you mentioned, you talk a little bit about what's going on in the news. Mm -hmm. and you, you, you mentioned some edgier things when the whole Roe v. Right. Wade came out. I loved it that you, you said so. I think you said... Um, I don't know what you said, but it was like, uh, so uh, let's let's talk about Roe v. Wade, and then you you, and you, that, you stopped, and that that pause itself. So th there's like a cadence to how you do it. So I I guess how would you you know move it on from the grunge thing? Yeah. Well, actually, I'll ask you one more. 
Well, how do you feel about the Seattle scene? And then you can go on. So to I'll preface that by saying that I've never really observed any other scene. I've never been a part of it. Yeah. But um, just based on what I hear, what I observe is that um, Seattle is what some people kind of, I think, optimistically call it a fledgling scene. Yeah. And um, and I really hope that it is. I hope that things are um, building up. Yeah. I don't know what it was like five years ago, even or ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have nothing to really to compare. It seems like a lot of people are um, taking initiative right now. So so when I was, I mean, I, I I was fortunate enough to try out some different things. I've done one open mic in Chicago, uh, and I have some thoughts about us compared to them. And then I went was in in uh, Denver for a little bit, and I really like them because they very much, at least the open mics that I went to, very much somehow coordinated together. And I went to okay. one 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 brewery, and so many people were there, and I was meeting people. And then they indicate, oh, then and it started early, like at five p.m. Uh, on a Sunday. And then they said, okay. Everybody, if you're finished up, you know, with your set, why don't you go over to this okay. place? And then you kind of go with a cohort. And then they said, why don't you go to this place next? And it felt good to do that. And some of the people knew different people here in Seattle. And what, uh, one thing I noticed is that Seattle and Denver are similar. But in Denver, people are actually happy. That's how I felt about it. I think that just made be Denver and Seattle in general. Yeah. Um, I've only visited Denver once, and it was a really, really neat area. I mean, I love Ooh. the fact that it's, like, cool but sunny out at the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's great. So, I've heard that Denver's a better scene. I'm not going to sure. Like, well, that's just what I've heard. But They, they, uh, they have, it, it's, I mean, Denver's bigger than Seattle, I think. Uh -huh. but, um, and, and it was interesting, because they, were, they weren't saying anything critical about Seattle. But then I went to L.A., hmm. and it's very different there. I mean, it's, you have to pay to perform right. at a lot of the mics or a few that you don't for that yeah. and oh, oh it's also in denver the first uh open mic i did was a poetry one right you mentioned and, that. And that i went I, I i asked if i could do it they said that's fine and then i signed up and then they announced me the guy said okay with our next poet tonight is dino dead and I, I went up there and this is before i created the character okay i just was i just went up there and told some of my jokes but they they uh i said i'm i'm, I'm not really a poet i'm a stand-up comedian and then i said Are you guys ready to laugh and there was kind of a mixed thing and then you're i could tell there were a few drunk people and they go Woo! and then one of this guy in the audience who had just done his po poetry i believe he was an older guy i told some one of my jokes about comparing catholicism to judaism or contrasting them uh -huh. and he just shouted out that's a good one. <laughs> and I, and I, I always appreciate the positive hecklers. But in L.A., there were a lot of comedians who had, who had been to Seattle, like, you know, a while mm -hmm. ago. And a few of them were like, I fucking hate the Seattle scene. Like, they're just... So they're, what was their reasoning? They said that, like, they said it was just, like, people were cold. And, uh, and so I, I tell a joke about, you know, you go to Chicago and... The community there is just so warm. The comedy community is just very accepting. They work very well together. And even just kind of walking around. I mean, you know sh Chicago. You right. walk around, you, you talk to the homeless guy, and they're not even asking you for money or right, whatever. Right, right. You, and I, I say that, you know, like Chicago is so warm and welcoming, but it freezes in the winter. 
and Seattle freezes year-round. So I'll say this about my experience so far in Seattle, because that's the only experience I have, right? Um, I have found that you kind of have to take your own initiative, and maybe that's different for some people, but me, I think... um, my I kind of it's kind of tied to how much I want to push myself how much I want to reach out to other people and take initiative what I've seen is that people who are progressing maybe faster or maybe they mm-hmm. had plateaued and jump-started themselves a little bit they took over a room they uh maybe take over multiple rooms like, yeah like Mitch is doing Mitch right is now just, he's yeah. he's doing Dude, a boom, great boom. thing yeah you know, like and I, I really appreciate him um yeah. I don't know. I had no, you know, um, expectations either way. But I mean, his rooms, whenever he does them, they're taking off. Like yeah. as far as yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. just out of nowhere, good open yeah. mics yeah. in Seattle. Like some of the best, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. and you know, it, it, he he is somebody who uh, you know, I, I I talk to him, and he's gonna run here a month, alternate with me a monthly uh-huh. showcase. But he's he's very warm and wants to treat people yep. in a way that he thinks they deserve is what I've noticed. But yeah, I want to I want I I, I want to ask you more questions about your comedy process, okay. how, how you write, and 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 how you kind of think about how you want to sure, perform. Because sure, the sure. one thing I've noticed when I observe you is that, and I remember the first time I saw you at the water wheel and you went up. You, wow, when was that? It must have been like it was December, maybe or it November. Was a, I I don't know. I just remember you were kind of sitting like by yourself, uh-huh. and I thought your name is interesting, Dan Berlin. It's right. a good. A lot of people it, like the name. It's yeah. a, it is. A, it, it's memorable, and uh-huh. and and you're like, oh, you can remember it as a comedian. Like if your name, if people would remember it. But you came up, you did your few jokes. You're they were funny, and then you asked, how much time do I have left? And they said thirty seconds, and. You said, okay, I'll do crowd work. And you paused and you're like, what's your okay. name? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I thought that was so different because you used that time. And I've used that too. I've like taken from that. Uh, uh, and I say, okay, how, you know, what can I do now? Tell me your process. So I think that in particular is something that I picked up from like getting advice from other companies. I think it was, it might've been Mark Norman who said that. Uh, like, he's like, Mark Norman is a New York comic. He's got some he, specials. He, he, oh, did you talk to him? Or? No, no, no. So I, I watch a lot of comedians on their podcasts or interviews, mm. and I, I think it was him, but it could have been a number, any number of yeah, people. He's, where he's he, really good. Where uh, you know these people, they share their advice because they really put in the work and they've done it a long time, and they want people to like. In my opinion, as a sidebar, I think comedy is one of those things where it's really hard. And a lot of people feel like you can't give away your secrets, you can't give away advice, but I think that's bunk because it's a lot bullshit. of people aren't going to take the advice anyway. It's, They're I not going to put in the work anyway. Yeah. And if you're putting in the work, you're you're not going to shortchange yourself by yeah. helping others. Yeah. So, but as far as, you know, trying crowd work goes, yeah. that's not something that came natural to me or still doesn't really. It's just, so I keep trying it out. Um, and one of the things they said was, you know, when you're in a place where maybe you don't know what you're doing or you're having a set that's maybe going just okay, mm. like, just do that extra rep. Like, you're in the gym, you know, yeah. you get stronger yeah. from doing that yeah. one extra rep. And that's how I view it. It's like, um, just do a little bit more crowd work. Like, 
uh, I kind of changed my mindset from like I have to do well to I have to get something out yeah. of this set. Yeah, exactly. Even you know, I I I I I, I actually embrace like bombing because it's something you learn from, and you have you can see you can see it happening. Mm-hmm. And it happened to me last week at the Waterworld, mostly because I gave a, a PSA about how to okay. how people. Yeah, I got there later. Yeah, yeah, you got there later in the beginning. You know, I I just said something, and then I don't think Harrison realized that I was going to do that, and then he counted that towards my time, uh-huh. and I was like, "What? I didn't even get to tell jokes." So I, I I looked out, and everybody is just staring at me like you just killed the vibe, and I was like, I said I had to say what I needed to say, and then he said, "I'm bombing. I feel uncomfortable, and I want to bring you all into this okay discomfort with me." I'm going to stare at you. I felt like I'm just going to stare at you guys for a minute. And there was a little laughter because people were like, this, this, now you are feeling exactly how I feel on stage. And I'm going to try a few jokes. And they said, these jokes aren't going to work out very well. Because I just said, I'm so raw. And people said, and I, I had them say response, how raw mm-hmm. are you? <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you just have to do really anything, try anything. And sometimes it has to be something that's cheesy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I've, I've kind of gotten to a place where I'm comfortable on stage, oh. even when I'm bombing. Yeah. But yeah. But I'm still a person like when I started out, um, and I didn't do this intentionally, but everything I said was self-deprecating. Yeah. Because that's how I felt I, I could get people to like me or get people yeah. to laugh. It's relatable. It's, it's relatable. Like, how, it's, how often do we hate ourselves? Most probably, days. Probably more often than we uh, yeah. uh, let people know because they say, fake it till you make it. I'm just like, no, I, I, I don't fake it. I, I yeah. hate myself till I make it. Well, I don't fake it, but um, I kind of have a belief that I can eventually figure it out. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of what's carrying me through right now. And, but to your point, um, it's sometimes easy to forget what you're doing on stage you're just going through your lines it's at least uh, how i feel like i'm just sometimes i'm like out of body like just watching myself yeah. say my lines yeah. and do my gestures and uh you gotta remember i think that you're in a room full of people full of humans who are there maybe they don't watch comedy often or maybe they're just there with a date or some friends before they go out or they don't even know that it's gonna be comedy at that least is the water wheel we have a few people that are often like, the case a com- comedy night and they stick around that gonna- happened at the college inn on thursday yeah. uh that's mitch's new room and yeah. and um mary who's his co-producer yeah. there, and, buddy. and max so uh yeah so that's a and people are like well what this is comedy like i guess we'll stay and watch a little bit so uh, I guess I just want people to know that I see them and uh, I'm aware of what's going on in the room and sometimes I think that's all it is is that people appreciate being seen and being spoken to and sometimes it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's somebody who has kind of been uh, voicing that they don't like it when comedians insult the crowd or they say like fuck you <laughs> like you're, you're a shitty crowd or like uh, and i on as a matter of principle i actually agree with that i think that you if it's more your responsibility to make the crowd like you or laugh or whatever yeah. pay attention to you yeah 
But sometimes they're just not in it, they, and you gotta rile them up a little bit. There's a way to do it. That when I was in LA, I went to the comedy store, and there's this guy, and I, he actually he's you know well connected, and mm. you know he's, he does a late night show. His name's Don Barris, and okay. he does a, also you know I always want to do it because it pops up on Instagram. If you just want to like randomly do a, a a virtual open mic, he well it just pops up all the time, and you can just do it over your phone. Um, but he, I mean, he doesn't really insult the crowd, but he, he like kind of like picks on people. He okay. picked on these three women that were in like a sorority and then, you know, they were young and he just kind of kept coming back to them. I, I can't even remember, but it was really funny. And then like other comedians like Polly Shore were there okay. and he had Polly Shore come on stage and he's like, he's like, what happened to your fucking career? And then he's like, you, he's like, you're not even a good comedian or what? He said, I don't know. He was, they were picking So he was at the store. Insulting Polly Shore. Yeah, and Polly Shore's mom. I think he Polly Shore kind of owns the. I don't know. He, his mom, yeah, I I, I kind of have an idea of how. But basically, he was insulting yeah. the person who at least is is a son of who runs a room, and yeah. I guess runs a room. Yeah, and he, but he was doing well. Yeah, you know, it was his banter, and he then he then there was like a keyboardist there, okay, who kind of plays along, and she is related to whomever was one of the or maybe she did it but it was she was like the keyboardist for saturday night live or something like that so it's a really interesting place and you and i heard stories that in that room like all around the comedy store back in the day just people were snorting lines of coke and this oh, and that of course and, and I, you know I, I observed something but i don't know if it really happened then i asked somebody about it and they were very much clearly like that wasn't happening and i said all right i'll back off from this but <laughs> you didn't see it i didn't, I didn't see the thing that you saw and then um Polly was there, and then this other keyboardist came in, and Polly's asked, he's like, hey, can I have my friend play a little bit? And he was, I don't know, he looked like a rocker. He had a lot of history. I don't know who he was. He clearly is, is known by people. And then so he switched out, and then Polly walked by me, and I said, hey, that person was really good. Polly put his hand on my shoulder, and he's like, thanks. He's like, they were really awesome. And you, you start meeting people like that. It was so nice. And I and I didn't realize that the comedy story that just comedian like if you're a comedian you go up to the front and you say I'm a you know starting comedian and they just let you in. That's amazing. Yeah, because that's one of the most well known rooms in the country. Yeah, it was exciting. I yeah. mean, the best comedians in L.A. go there to do spots and work on their material, or some of them even have specials there. Yeah. It was, it was something else. So, Cliff Barnes yeah. has a friend named Yoshi. Obayashi and he said to me before I left down there he, I asked him like, is there anybody you know and he's like well I know this area Yoshi you can get, probably get in touch with him just tell him you know me then Yoshi I, Yoshi calls me and he says he starts going on he's like yeah what is it that you're interested in doing I said I don't know I just want to like you know figure out comedy and mm -hmm. I don't know just just kind of help grow the Seattle scene a little bit so he says oh you should reach out, reach out to this guy Earl Skagel and this other woman Jesse wellington and earl is he 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 one of the the closing acts usually he likes to be the closer there uh, at the comedy store and earl I don't, if you've ever seen the movie bench warmers mm. he's it's the movie with like all those adam sandler right, right. whatever guys all those that that crowd. The happy madison crowd yeah, yeah and so there's a scene with earl and he's the guy he's just a scene where he's puking after a bathroom uh, like in, the, in a mm. stall and i looked up his funny scene and then he says I just go up to the door and tell them you know me and then I go to the door I tell them and he's like oh you're one of Earl's boys and I said sure I'm one of <laughs> Earl's boys and then I go in 
and I didn't realize it was the 50th anniversary of the comedy store. So I go in, I sit in the back of the main room, and then this woman goes up, it's very funny, and then she says, okay, uh, come into the stage as Mark Marin." Right. And I was, like, I was watching him. I was like, what is going on here? And then Mark Marin finishes and he said, all right, coming up next, Anthony Jeselnik. And I was like, what? Jeselnik was there? Man. And then uh, uh, Neil Brennan came up. Oh, shit, dude. That was it. So that's just a night. It was just, yeah. And I got to get to see them for free. And then Mark Marin goes by me. I may have mentioned this before. He walks by me and I'm looking at him and he kind of looks at me and he's like, do I know you? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm, I'm a di- dino dad. And he goes, who? <laughs> and I, I said, I, I'm Noah. I'm a comedian from Seattle. And he's like, shakes my hand. He says, nice to meet you. And he walks off. I was like, that just fucking happened. And then at the open mics, you don't even realize it, that, that some of the top comedians in Los Angeles just show up to them. There's a guy named Earl, oh, no, um, what's his name? Kyle Irby. I went to this okay. open mic where nobody was there. And he just kind of did his thing. And then um, I was leaving and I was talking to him and telling him what was going on. He's just talking about marriage and stuff. And he's, he's like, I'm going to Taco Bell. You want some food? And he brought me there. And then he's talking to me and I, he said, I'm going to the comedy store. And I was like, to perform? He's like, yeah. I said, where? On the main stage. I was like, what? I said, so you're... He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm been, I'm, I'm yeah, that's a big deal there. Yeah, yeah. to be like a... I don't know what the term is. A past comic at the comedy store, yeah. like a, a regular. And then I, I go there, and uh, you know I'm just hanging out. And then I see Mark Marin go by, and I say, "Hey, Mark, do you remember me from last night? You shook my hand." He goes, "Yeah." And I didn't know what to say. You, di- you didn't plan that far ahead into the conversation. No. Um, so I said, um, <laughs> "You've really soft hands." <laughs> and he says, "What?" And I said, I said, I said, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And Jesse Wellington, the other comedian that, that, that I was supposed to be introduced to, I met her there and she, she's like, just own it, Noah. And I said, you have soft hands. And then he walked off. He's like, ugh. And uh, Jesse says to me, well, you, you, you definitely, uh, like, uh, he's not going to forget you. All right. You're the soft hands guy. Right. And so I troll him now on Instagram. I put in some stories every now and again, like, you know, like I talk about him, like having soft hands. Oh, Jesus. And then he, he he's, he's like, I, you can see on your stories that, that people check it out. And I was like, oh, he, he Mark looked, Marin looked at your yes, soft hands story. He, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. So I try to get his attention every now and again. But I always send him like feedback because I know, you know, I, he, he talks about who he is. And I talked about like marriage and divorce. I'll send him. No, I different. love his podcast. Yeah. He's amazing. He's been through a lot. And yes, um, it's just it's just neat. Some professional comedians and Derek Sheen knows Pat Oswalt. Really? He's he just opened for him. Oh, and so I wrote like a long fucking time ago when I first started doing the open mic and I knew Patton was coming into town I messaged him and I said hey I mean I don't expect anything but would you ever want to stop by the open mic at the water wheel he wrote me back and said I appreciate it but I politely decline and then I said that's actually kind of nice yeah, yeah and I said your your rejection is an honor and I've written him a few more times I talked to him I, I don't know I just send him messages I don't know why but he, he knows Derek and so he's done his I know he did a special at the Moore Theater a while back yeah. Patton Oswalt and yeah, he, yeah, it's yeah. one of his best specials but like he, uh, yeah yeah and he did one in December where Derek opened for him and Derek just opened for him in like Spokane so, and stuff 
probably i again haven't been doing this a long time probably the biggest drop in i've seen is like a couple weeks ago at club comedy andy haynes dropped in oh, cool. like and that it's like the first time i've like seen a comic that i like watched on youtube yeah and i didn't realize that he's from seattle he started in the seattle scene i think yeah so that goes to show you that people do make it um yeah no it, i mean way back mitch hedberg was here for a while of course I think. he was yeah. it was very much like yeah. the 90s yeah 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 he he was he was reminiscent of that um, um but yeah i would love it if seattle could cultivate you know and back to your point of like connecting i mean i will say that um like i've kind of maybe relatively quickly uh gotten friendly with a few people who are you know running shows and mics around here but again you have to kind of push it yourself and that's kind of what you're doing right you're reaching out to these people and i think there's real value in that i think that most of it's about being like trying to be a decent person and not trying to like yep. get something out of somebody else and trying your best to make that clear because these bigger games know that but I also think some of them know what it's like to start out okay and um, you know you just you just kind of let them know and I always end my messages whether either way I either way is a good way I say either way whether you are interested or not I appreciate watching you you're inspiring and you know those things i i like okay. your comedy and it, sometimes they respond sometimes they don't or sometimes they like a little message so just reach out on instagram or? i do i mean I, I some people said you overdo it and i probably do a little bit i mean i send some long messages sometimes. i mean you gotta you gotta put yourself yeah. out there i know that's if it's something you really want to do then you gotta be the guy you yeah. know sometimes you gotta be that guy sometimes you yeah. gotta you know just reach out that's awesome though dude i'm oh, glad yeah. you're doing that oh i just i want to i it's it's important to me because comedy is is you know and i'm a therapist so so the, i say that people's like we know you're a therapist i was like because you always say it. well i didn't know that until i read your facebook post the other day yeah and uh yeah i i didn't i didn't realize that about you that that's what your occupation has been yeah. and um and I can see it. I can see you're, uh, you're it's like you're intentionally very warm. It's, oh, yeah. That's how I would describe it. It's, well, you go out of your way to do it. Well, and, it yeah. and I think that's rare anywhere. And yeah. uh, here, you know, I really value sincerity. And, uh, yeah. and that's... Thank you. It's, it's something that, again, I don't know if it's in the case in other places, but anything where it's competitive, it's... It can be hard to come by sometimes. I don't really think about it anymore, but yeah, it's it's really appreciated. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I, I uh, thank you. That was very nice of you. Um, so we'll we'll kind of wrap up here, but I I I um, do want to ask you about some of your embarrassing sure, stories. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I like how you said embarrassing there, story candidates. There are multiple candidates. Yeah. Uh, where should we start? Um, we'll build up to it. Sure. Um, getting lost in the woods last year. So what happened uh, there? I took a trip down the Oregon coast by myself. Like I, oh. I was gonna quit my job at Amazon, so I burned oh. all my PTO, and uh, took a trip down the coast around the northern tip of California and back up. And I ended my trip in Cannon Beach area, and I went to a uh, a park like a like a national park or state park i don't remember but 
I just started walking and I just kept going and the trails were washed out and I just ended up completely off trail, like just scattered wood and logs everywhere. It was getting darker and I started running because I'm like, because I was a runner and like I still have that in me when <laughs> I need it. Run, Berlin, run. Exactly. And uh, so I was trying to get to the other side of wherever I was and it just got dark too fast and like the coast of Oregon was off on one side and it was just logs on the other side so I tried to use my GPS and that brought my phone from like 50% to 5 Yes. and so because I was in the middle of nowhere and I, I called the police I'm like I'm swallowing my pride and they pinged my coordinates it took them like 3 hours to find me but eventually they did so I was just like alright I may have to I had no equipment. I had no blanket or anything. I just had, like, jeans and a raincoat. Yeah. I may have to, like, just be cold for the night. Yeah. And, like, try to stay awake. Uh, and the, I was doing, like, push-ups and squats and just, like, complete darkness. Push-ups next and to squats? giant trees and, just like, fallen trees. Just to kind of keep the blood flowing. Keep the blood flowing. They eventually got me. And, like, I don't know. I've never, like, had to rely on the police. And there were three <laughs> of them. So I was, like, extremely uh, compliant and cordial. But, yeah, they got <laughs> well, me I out guess of there. Well, I guess you're just doing push-ups in front of them. So I guess that's embarrassing because I just had no idea what I was doing. Like, just the arrogance of thinking I could just walk in the middle of this place without any plan or equipment. And uh, I just I just got in my rented car and slept in that in the parking lot for the forest for the night. It was, that was an L. Yeah. That was a no. Uh, uh, it's like Berlin, you know, that show Man vs. Wild. It was Berlin versus Wild, and Wild pretty much won. But it was actually real, because Man vs. Wild, like, they, he, they they showed him once, which which was, like, he was supposedly out in the wild, and then there was a video release where off on the side there was a highway, and cars were going by. I mean, that's probably true for me as well. I just couldn't find the highway. Well, well, <laughs> see, see, well, that's... See, but yeah, that, was, that was a real deal. Real deal. I, I once was in Berkeley. I didn't quite have that experience, but I was in Berkeley and I kind of didn't know where I was going before even cell, cell phone GPS stuff. I, I don't even know if I had one. And I was, um, I started walking down this road and I was like, I don't know, like, where's Berkeley at? And this guy walks by and he's talking to me and he, he's like, do you know where you're going? And I said, well, I'm trying to head back to Berkeley. He said, you, you're walking towards Oakland and you're not in like, you're 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 gonna stick out here so i suggest you turn around very uh, he's like it's way that way okay and uh rare that someone's that honest and helpful yeah no he he, he was kind and he was i mean you know like you know they're they're northern california people so that you know they're they're especially outside san francisco and berkeley they're just very friendly and help you there but but yeah, I didn't quite get lost or have to call the police. But I, I, I recognize that, that I, and I wasn't going in the woods, but I was probably headed to an area that uh, uh, I don't know what I would no, have expected. If, if I was completely lost and it was like 35 degrees, Holy so I, I would have been a danceicle if uh, a danceicle if I had stuck out there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I want to hear about this one. Uh, uh, and then we can wrap it up. Sure. I'm going to skip past getting hit by a car on Capitol Hill. Yeah, that's Hill. just that could happen to anyone. Well, that that, that <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it sucks though. 
Um, uh, I'll read this one. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quote it. I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. Uh, my just, balls just slipping through my pants while right. rock climbing in the eighth grade. So uh, there was this rock climbing wall that it was brand new. And, uh, and I was, I don't know why I tried it. I never been climbing. I wasn't a strong kid. Uh-huh. And so I, I did it. I put the harness on and mind you, I was in like a gym t-shirt and like those, like almost see-through mesh shorts that they give you in middle school. Yeah. And, uh, I had the harness on. You shouldn't have a harness wearing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because it just pops everything out. Yeah. And so I get up to like the third rung out of like 20, get back, get lowered back down. And I'm just like at the mercy of gravity. Yeah. And I'm getting lowered. And uh, I guess it just slips out. I didn't see it. And now what I never confirmed with anybody really, like there were different stories. (laughs) But some. The legend of dance balls. Some were saying that it was just like really visible through the shorts. Some said that it came out (laughs) like all of it. And uh, like all of it. Just, and there just was just, one, just one. Everybody was watching, like the whole grade. I don't know. It was like the, my class was there, but also another class. Like maybe they got out somewhere early, and it was just like everyone I knew, like all the girls I liked. It was terrible, but like I made fun of it. I like I like did like a thrust. Like it, I was just like this is happening, and I need to own this somehow. And so that's just kind of like part and parcel of yeah how i how i try to own situations and take a and try to make it funny if i can't well if make it cool well if your last name was ball in somebody would have said dan ball in more like dan ball out that's like the japanese way to pronounce it because they don't have r's in there they have a letter that's kind of like a mix between right 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 all right uh, I know you mentioned here the stuff that you're, 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 you're the things that are happening, um, and I'll do my best to release this. At least it'll be audio. But what are some things? What are some things that are coming up that you that you would be interested in plugging? Yeah. So I have my first club audition this week. It's at Club Comedy. You actually, on, they actually have auditions there. They have auditions. They call it uh, Pro Night Audition. Oh, cool. And it's an audition to get in front of the bookers at Club Comedy. Oh, cool. And so that's something that I'm excited about. A little bit nervous, but... How many many minutes do you get? I think it's 10. Oh, you get 10 minutes? I think it's 10. That's what I've been told. That's interesting. So, yeah, that's... um, I've had to uh, try to cultivate my my tight 10, if that's what it's called. But that's why I've been trying new stuff yeah um, yeah try it out yep so that's that's on thursday june 16th at club comedy 8 p.m wow. and then i have nice. my first uh my first book show i'll say it's my first book show i've been on like competitions before but this is my first book show it's at big time yeah no not big time not big time you brew the station you brew at Pialop. Oh, wow. um, cool. So that'll be on Friday the 17th. How are you getting there? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, like I think I'm going to have to take a bus there, like three of them, oh, and man. then like just make that the day. And uh, 
and I don't know how I'm getting. Like, I'll probably try to get a it's ride a, back it's a from Friday, someone. It's Friday, right? Yeah, it's a Friday. I'll try to get a ride back from someone. I'll just like I'll throw you ten for gas or fifteen or twenty. Yeah. Whatever, however, I need to get back because yeah. a lot of those people kind of hang in the. They live in the southern Seattle area, so it's a bit out of their way if, to get me back. So well, once I get my car, which hopefully is in the next few weeks, I am always willing to to. Uh, to that's like, great, man. Everybody has been super helpful yeah. in that regard I've, yeah i've met had some very helpful people yeah yeah um anything else you want to add anything funny you want to say anything you know just you know to to to, to wind this thing down well uh i'm glad you you hit me up and yeah, me this too. is this is great i love media i love podcasts um something funny well uh I didn't sleep last night. This coffee was really helpful. I think I, I navigated the waters. Uh, you have a funny hat on right now. It's very classy. Yeah. You, you have one that I thought had an autograph on it, but it no, says, it's live lucky or live lucky. I, I don't know, man. It's and it's this a, is like a ten dollar ball cap. And it's live like lucky. An, it's like an Irish. Yeah, it's like, like four leaf um, clover. My Irish, like maybe American flag. I don't know what. I think I got this from my uncle. I, I don't know. It could have possibly racist overtones. I with mean, with the. Uh, it's like it's like yeah. I mean with the, uh, what's the word defacing of the American flag? Like I don't. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, something. There's little, something there. I mean maybe like this I, could be like the, uh, like a like a subset of like an Irish. Uh, brotherhood kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't endorse it. All right. Well, you might get it picked on. I'll finish with one story. Speaking of Ireland, when I lived in Chicago, right. Of course, I had a lot of Irish friends. Right. And one of my Irish friends took me to a very Irish party. Right. And uh, I don't know why I did this, but he said it would be fine. And I went in there and I put on my best Irish accent and I changed my name to Noel McCarthy Goldberg. <laughs> And I was talking to people. There were some people who were not Irish there. And I was like, oh, you know, like I, I'm one of the few Jewish Irish people out mm. there. You know, I call myself Jairish. And then I was ta- I kept it up while talking to Irish people. And they said, you're not fucking Irish. You need to shut the fuck up. And I said, yeah, I don't know why I could tell you this. <laughs> and I went out and I said, Paul, his name was Paul. He said, well. Like they, they were not thrilled by it. He's like, oh, I knew they wouldn't be thrilled by it at all. <laughs> he's like, he's like, but you know, that's okay. He's like, they're all getting drunk anyway. Uh, that's my Irish story, and uh, that's the end of the podcast. I'm that's gonna it. try to get this thing out there. So, oh, we're gonna hug it out. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do, do this. a good one. Oh, uh, yeah, get in, get in. Get, there. Oh, we gotta get in tight. Good. Oh man, you, and right. you're usually you're a nice sweater too. Yeah, thank you. All right, that's it. Dino Dad, chat out.